Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free, which is great. And there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer all in one. And it is the platform that I use to host and upload my podcast. They will distribute your podcast for you. It can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can also make money from your podcast through Anchor with no minimum listenership, which is lit. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks, Anchor. I definitely started comparing myself to others a lot more in the last couple months. I've talked about it too, but just like my numbers, how fast I'm growing, how many comments I'm getting, how many likes... We're all mostly really young. Like everyone on social media is pretty young. Like we're all learning things a lot of us don't know. But I just had to say it. It's been weighing on me, okay? It's been weighing on me. lovely humans and welcome back to acting my age with me Rohini Elise. Happy Wednesday guys. I am currently sipping on a matcha. Very delicious. Um, It's from gold, the brand gold. They have cool powders and stuff. So anyway, sipping on a matcha. I'm in a really cozy sweater. I'm a little tired today, I will admit, but I'm trying to get that pep in my step with this matcha. And uh, Sage and I are leaving again tomorrow morning. We're going to Scottsdale. He has another work shoot that he needs my help with. So we're going early tomorrow and it's just been crazy. This week has been so crazy. Last week was crazy. It's just crazy. I feel so busy, but I also feel like I'm doing nothing. You know, I feel like that's just the times right now. Like we're doing so much, but it also feels like time is not passing (laughs) or maybe that's just me. I don't know. Let me know. Also, just in case you guys were wondering, I wanted to mention this. I'll probably mention it on my story too, but I did take a COVID test after I got back from Montana just to make sure I didn't get anything there because the cases are higher there and we will be uh, Sage's business partner's girlfriend is super high risk. So I didn't want to like give anything to Sage's business partner that will then, you know, go to her. So I took a test and I'm negative, which is great. And I've been boosting my immune system, taking ionic zinc every day, which is really good. I highly recommend everyone take it if you're wanting to boost your immune system. I take it from Mary Ruth's Organics. It's pretty reasonably priced and yeah, it's very good for your immune system. Also taking a lot of vitamin C, taking vitamin D and yeah, just taking care of myself. So I highly encourage you guys to do that too. The best way that we can combat this is just by focusing on our health and making sure we're boosting our immune system and, you know, not, not giving into the fear as much as possible. I mean like the mental fear, you know? So yeah, that's my two cents on that. But let me just drink some more matcha real quick. 
good. It's good shit. So today's topic is going to be on social media. And I almost wish I had recorded this yesterday because I was so fired up yesterday. If you guys follow my Finsta, then you would have seen I was quite fired up. But I think it's probably good because I'll have a more calm, like, overview of everything that I can talk about today instead of just going on a rant. But yeah, I'm going to talk about social media, my journey with social media, how my opinion has changed because holy shit has it changed in the last eight months, six months. It's completely changed. Um, yeah. And I'm going to read this thing that I wrote for Instagram that a lot of you guys probably saw if you follow me there. And then I'm also going to read some of your submissions. A lot of you guys sent in um, what you feel like, what your opinions and thoughts are on social media and any stories you had. So I obviously like to hear from you guys. It's my favorite part of the episodes is hearing from you guys. So we're just going to get into it. This might get messy. I hopefully won't say anything controversial, but I might. And we're just going to go in because this is a deep fucking topic for me and definitely been having a lot of realizations about it as a lot of people that send in stories were too. So let's dive on in. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and being here. to start out by reading this thing that I posted on Instagram the other day. Let me explain like how I even got to writing about this. So um, the other day I was filming this sponsored video, absolutely not feeling it as I have been lately, as you guys probably know, like just not feeling it really being like, why is this my life? Like, is this what I'm called to do? This is my higher purpose to be filming this fucking sponsored video. And I was like tired and just absolutely not feeling it, as I said. And I just felt so restless and so like, uh, rest, yeah, restless and just like not, not here, like not being me, not being like on the planet, like not being in reality. I just was like, I don't know, getting shit done and not thinking about how I was actually feeling. And I just felt really off. And I was like, ugh, I need to like ground myself. Like I need to do something because I'm, I know I'm really upset right now, but I can't seem to like get in touch with it. And so if that makes any sense. So I finished filming the video and then I had to edit it that day too. But I was like, I cannot edit until I get this out because I'm going to be miserable for the next like five hours while I edit if I don't, you know, do something about how I'm feeling. So I... I pretty much started crying, but not completely. But I just felt as soon as I started writing, I just felt like this rush, like just a release, basically like releasing all my emotions and just being able to let out like how I was feeling, but in like a, in a good way. Like I wasn't, I'll read you it obviously, but I don't think I was like complaining or it wasn't like a rant or anything. It just was truly like explaining how I felt. And wanting to explain that to you guys because I really do feel lately like I just don't care. I don't care about growing anymore in the same way that I used to. Like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. Like, obviously, if I grow, like, that's great. But I'm not, I don't, I'm not invested in like hoping and praying and like counting on the fact that I will grow. And if that doesn't happen, I'm going to be disappointed. That's how I was before. But now I'm like, what happens happens. And like, I've made my mind up that YouTube is not, that's not gonna be my identity. Like I'm going to be doing other things as I told you guys. And so when, I, if I'm a YouTuber, like I'm a YouTuber, just like some of the time, like I'm sharing my videos and things just cause I want to, and cause I enjoy it. And I, cause I want to connect with you guys, not because I have to. And that's like, yeah. So anyway, let me just read you what this thing is and just, just 
so you know, it literally felt so good. I afterwards I was like on a high. I'm like, oh my God, like this is the best I've felt in like weeks. And that really made me realize like I need to write more. And that's what my psychic said too. And my mom, my astrologer and my mom, she's same thing. Astrologer slash mom. <laughs> Everyone's telling me I need to write because my my way of like my passion and like where my success lies, I guess, is with through communication and hence why I love doing the podcast, but also writing. So anyway, blah, 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 blah. This is what I wrote. And it's not directly about social media, but I think it's a good frame of reference for everything else I'm going to say. So here we go. Some thoughts. If you had asked me a few years ago what I dreamt to do with my career, I would probably say something similar to my current reality. Social media, making vids, getting paid to talk about things I like, free shit, taking photos and communicating digitally. How wonderful, how exciting. The world is your oyster. The opportunities are endless. Except it's feeling smaller and smaller and continues to get smaller at an alarming rate. I'm finding more and more that I want to throw my phone out the window and communicate one-on-one. I want to reach through the screen and have a lovely, real-ass chat with that nice girl who just commented on my photo. Instead of double-tapping it and saying, I love you, heart, it can feel very surface level, and I want to dive under the motherfucking surface so dang bad. Anyone who knows me well knows I like to dive deep. You can expect every cocktail I serve to come with a side of deep talks. I want the tactile and the tangible, not the likes and the scrolls and the blah. I don't care about growing online anymore. I care about growing inward. I want to know who I am and what I love and know without a doubt that it's really true. That I did blank because I love it and not just to share it with someone else. Somewhere and somehow that line got very blurry and all of a sudden I couldn't tell what was made from me for others and what was made for others from me, if that makes sense. All of a sudden I noticed that the world inside the phone is a very linear, very narrow one. Everyone talks the same, everyone walks the same, everyone thinks the same, and that started to scare the shit out of me. I would walk the walk and talk the talk unconsciously to fit into some mold I had made for myself. No one told me to do it. What the heck is going on here? I started feeling deeply unsatisfied with my job. I realized being off my phone and the internet felt so, so freaking good, which proved to be quite difficult considering that's the sole way I make money. All of this to say, I guess I've come to a crossroads. I have new ideas for what I want to do to give my life purpose and meaning, and they are entirely off the internet. Realizing that has allowed me to dip my toes into feeling creative online again. I don't focus on growing my numbers or the opinions of strangers in the same way that I used to. If someone finds me, they found me for a reason, and we will hang out on this corner of the internet together for as long as they like. I want to get back to that Heaney who just shared what felt good in the moment, to create just because I felt like it. What a concept. So, cheers to figuring out what that weird pit in your stomach is and addressing it, and working towards the you that you desire to be. Cheers to leaving things that no longer serve you. Cheers to getting close to the things that you love and holding on tight. I love you guys, and I can't even tell you how special the bonds we have made are to me. Shout out to the Heaney Facebook group and the podcast family. I'm not going anywhere, by the way, lol. I just wanted to invite you to the thoughts swirling around my brain for the last couple of months. Maybe this will inspire you to take a little self-eval before the year is done. What lights you up? What changes do you want to make in your life? Okay, talk soon. Heart. So that was my little uh, explosion, (laughs) word explosion. But yeah, I just wanted to tell you guys that I think I've already communicated it, but I know that I hadn't said anything on Instagram directly. So I wanted to like let people know. (laughs) Um, Not that anything's going to be that 
it won't be that noticeable of a change, I don't think, but it is a change to me, I guess you, I guess on the inside, it's a change, but yeah, so let's get into social media. Let's just freaking dive in. So how I started on social media, um, I wasn't, I'm not young enough to like be raised completely in it. Like, thank God, holy shit. But I think I got, I wasn't allowed to get a phone until I was in seventh grade and I had like a flip phone. Instagram wasn't a thing then, but in high school, Instagram just became a thing. And I had like the first iPhone and I would, you know, post selfies or post photos, like wasn't a big deal. Got like a hundred likes, whatever. And then obviously as time went on, I like started getting into um, content creation. And in high school, I had a blog and I'd post on Instagram for my local high school followers to see and tell them to go read my blog post, which none of them fucking did, I'm sure. (laughs) But yeah, I started to use it as a tool, I guess, even back then, like junior year of high school. And then moved to New York, started getting into the influencer life and literally the entire time, like the next three years plus, I loved social media. I had no complaints, nothing. Like I always would hear people say, oh my God, social media is so toxic. And I would be like, hmm, not for me. Like I didn't see it like that at all. I didn't actively compare myself with random people. I didn't check their numbers and compare them with mine. I didn't get down on myself because of it. I wasn't on it too much. Like everyone would always say like, wow, for an influencer, you're barely on your phone. I'm like, yeah, well, I don't know. I never had a problem with it until like seven months ago, quarantine, actually, though, that's when it started, (laughs) which I think a lot of you guys can relate. But I also didn't ever get bothered by people saying mean things to me in the comments on YouTube or Instagram. Like I, it didn't bother me at all. I just didn't feel like what they said was true. So I just didn't, I'm like, yeah, that's just them. Like what they're saying makes no sense. Cause the comments would just be really like out of left field. I'm like, okay, that was random. Why this person randomly call me ugly like when I'm talking about baking muffins or something like that makes no sense um but when quarantine happened I definitely got like pretty down I think a lot of us did and I just was on my phone a lot I was really and not in a great headspace but mostly things just started shifting on social media I definitely feel like I obviously didn't handle the Black Lives Matter movement very well on Instagram because I didn't know better. And I guilt tripped myself for that for a really long time, like was extremely hard on myself, felt like absolute shit. And I mean, that's I don't feel like that. I don't um, that's all I knew how to do at the time. And if any of us want to progress, we can't beat ourselves up for things in the past because that's just going to make you feel like shit. It's not helpful. You're not actually learning. You're just beating yourself up and getting in your own way. So anyway, that's when things started. And that was the first time I got a flood of messages telling me that I'm disgusting and a terrible person and I need to delete my account and like really mean things attacking me, attacking my character in a way that I'd never dealt with before. And it was really, really hard. And I already wasn't in a good place anyway. But then like having hundreds of messages saying like, you fucking suck. Like you're terrible and disgusting and a horrible human being. It's like, oh, like I couldn't handle it. I couldn't handle it and got super down. Like I said, I've talked about this before, I think, but like drank all day and like just couldn't deal. I couldn't deal with it. I couldn't be sober because my thoughts were like so dark. And I just kept thinking about what everyone was 
saying about me and like I just started believing that it was true I'm like I am a terrible person I am shitty like I can't believe like I went all this time thinking I was a good person and I'm clearly not and that was really really hard really hard obviously but I started to well I I put my phone away actually I had to just take a break and not be on it which was really really good and thank god that Sage is here and he has a different perspective on a lot of things than everyone on social media does because he grew up in a super liberal family and then he was in the military around a bunch of conservative people. So he is the most neutral, balanced person I've ever met when it comes to politics. And I really admire that, to be honest. Again, like I, I might say something controversial in this podcast, but I hope you guys know and I hope that we can all agree that each person is entitled to their beliefs and just trying to understand, meet people where they are and not shit on them for their beliefs. Like, yeah, anyway, I'm not saying I'm, you know, whatever, we'll get to it. But anyway, Sage, like I was showing him all these things and I was like mindlessly sharing every infographic and everything about politics and all these facts that I thought were facts, but they weren't. And I started showing Sage and he's like, that's not true. Like, we need to look this up. You're just sharing things without even knowing if they're accurate or not. And most of the things I was reposting and that were being widely reposted were not actually factually correct. And I was like, oh, fuck. And so then that made me realize like, oh, my God, it's so easy to believe what someone tells you on Instagram. Like you follow people that you admire, you follow people that are similar to you. And so everyone's posting the same thing. Everyone's saying the same thing. And so you just your mind starts to think that that's the reality because that's everything you're seeing. It's like you're in a world with everyone who thinks like you and you're not exposed to people who don't think like you, which is so dangerous. It's so fucking dangerous. And the more I've thought about it and the more podcasts I listen to and read about it, I think that's why we have such a problem right now. It's like every social media definitely, definitely contributes to people hating each other, not having tolerance for each other, not having respect for each other, because you think that the world thinks like you. And then if you meet someone who doesn't think like you, you're like, what the fuck? Like, you're a terrible person. How could you not think like me? Everyone else does when that's actually not the case. So anyway, I started realizing that social media can actually be really dangerous if you let it sway your mind so much. And I really do feel like if I wasn't with Sage, I would have been like brainwashed, honestly, brainwashed to think the exact same as everyone else, which is really scary and like take away my own free thought on things. Does that make sense? And like, literally, I'm not saying anything like I'm not saying anything extreme. I'm not like, oh, my God, I fucking love Trump. Obviously, it's like. Just the fact that if you're on social media, you have to think one way or you're going to be shit on. And that I have experienced that firsthand, like a lot. If you don't say exactly this and do exactly this and do exactly this, then you're a terrible person. And I can call you all these names because no one else is going to like no one's going to stop me. That is so dangerous because like if you were in person, you can't like someone not just gonna be like you're a racist because you didn't do this like some simple thing I'm trying to think of like an example but basically the name calling people were calling out people and name calling and saying really insulting like insulting their character with no no reason no evidence just because just because they could and because they were empowered to on social media but if that had happened and it would never have happened in person I just started seeing everyone I follow getting 
told these terrible things about themselves and hearing them like it it's just it was so hard you guys like I don't know how to explain it and I really I'm trying to convey this in a way that makes sense but not like take us take away from the main issue because obviously that was a real thing going on there was a real movement and I'm glad it happened it needed to happen obviously this whole system's fucked up that's the whole my whole baseline is like all this shit's fucked up politics are fucked up our society's fucked up like having poor people in one area with no police like no good police and no access to education and then I'm over here in a good neighborhood with good police and good education like that's obviously fucked up like I'm you know the whole thing in my head is messed up it's all messed up so yeah I just started to to realize that all of it's messed up and social media is just becoming more dangerous in that way because it can sway people to all think the same way and without factual evidence that's the thing like just saying all these opinions and having one influencer with a million followers share something without fact checking it is so dangerous oh my goodness but anyway that started getting my gears turning a little bit like okay wow this is really dangerous I need to look more into what I'm sharing and what I'm reading and also this literally happened recently that I now can I feel like I listened to this podcast um, with this guy, Douglas Murray. He's also quite contra- controversial, but he like is an expert in crowds and like mob mentality. Pretty interesting. I ordered his book just because, like I said, I want to expand my mind and I like listening to all kinds of people and their opinions because I value everyone's opinion because I think if you're only okay with one way or one thing, you're going to be disappointed and unhappy your entire life because you cannot make everyone think the same way as you. And yeah, anyway, so yeah, he just was talking about that. Basically, it's like you, if you let people just shit all over your character and call you all these things that you know not to be true, you're going to only feel like shit over time because slowly, 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 if someone calls you something, you know, it's not true, but you don't say anything because you're scared or because um, you don't want the backlash or whatever. You're like, oh, it's fine. Like, I'll just be the bigger person. I'll let it go. Over time, that's really going to eat at you because you know that you're diminishing your own character, I guess. And that really like hit home with me because whenever someone says something really mean about me, like trying to diminish my character and I just let it go, I feel like shit and think about it all day, all day. What I should have said is going through my mind all day. What they said is going through my mind. And so I was like, you know what? No, I'm not going to just let people say these things, try to comfort me when I know that's not true. Like saying I'm an unethical or saying I'm racist or saying any of those things. I'm like, yeah, I'm not fucking perfect. None of us are. But that's a very extreme statement to make where you have no actual evidence to claim that. And you're trying to shit on my character. And you're saying that to make yourself feel better, like nine out of 10 times. And um, I'm not going to take it like you can't do that. It's really like um, extreme and really not okay. (laughs) It's just not okay. And that's the thing. That's what's so fucked up about social media is because if, if this was happening out on the streets, it just, it wouldn't fly. You can't just call someone, accuse someone, all these things and expect them to just sit back and take it. And then other people will pile on. And then all of a sudden you're like, you have a whole mob around you calling you these things. That's not true. Obviously I'm not saying just me, like everyone on social media, you can, you can be made to feel so bad so quickly because it feels like you're the, you're being attacked by like a mob of people who all believe the same way. And you're like 
the odd one out, if that makes any sense. I definitely got very controversial there and I I honestly am not trying to I just feel like I'm not a person who's I can't pull up facts and like cite things off the top of my head I can only like go off of emotions and so it's hard for me to like convey a good argument but just know like everything that I said about wanting to be there for my black followers that is absolutely true what I'm saying is that I'm not for like the mob mentality of ganging up on someone and accusing them of being a terrible person, diminishing their character and trying to shit on them and put them in a corner with, and they can't defend themselves because I think that is so wrong and that's happening way too much now. And it's not, it's not helping us progress whatsoever. And I know there are lots of like articles and research about that. Like we're just having a hard time having a conversation with someone who doesn't think the same way as you. And that, it's hard and it's dangerous. And that's all I'm trying to say. (laughs) I am like, oh my God. Anyway, (laughs) I'm just, I like to try to see the whole big picture. I've always been like that. And uh, it's hard to do that these days because everyone's so like zoomed in and things are so hyper-focused and amped up like in certain areas. And I just feel like I am trying to navigate that, I guess, and stay as understanding and neutral to everyone because that's how I believe that's how we grow and that's how we change if you are open to listening to all sides, in my opinion. So anyway, let's get past this controversy so my podcast doesn't get banned from iTunes. But see, that's what's fucked up. Like, I can't say a few things that literally aren't even controversial, except for at this exact moment in 2020, where everything's controversial. I'm just not here for it. I'm just not here for it. (sighs) You should be able to sit with someone who you don't agree with their opinions and not want to like beat the shit out of them. Like you guys should be able to have a civilized conversation and still respect each other and just have a conversation. Anyway, okay. So aside from that part of social media, that is actually insane. I'm sure a lot of you guys have watched The Social Dilemma, but people can be brainwashed so easily. People can be made to think things, facts that aren't actually facts so, so easily on social media. Um, So that's really fucking scary to me and I don't like it at all. But the other thing is that I definitely started comparing myself to others a lot more in the last couple months. I've talked about it too, but just like my numbers, how fast I'm growing, how many comments I'm getting, how many likes, checking in on someone who, (laughs) it's always like the moms, like the really cute young moms with the families. I'd always watch their stories and just be so jealous. And I never used to be like that, but for some reason, quarantine just got me in my feels and got me comparing and just trying to work on that, I guess. Um, And like everyone says, social media is absolutely the highlight reel. Absolutely the highlight reel. Did I post when I was drinking all day and like couldn't even bear to be with myself and my thoughts on social media? Oh, hell no, I didn't. So like people only post usually the highlight reel. So that's something to remember, especially for any younger followers, younger people that are listening, like you are so much more than what you post online. You are what you post online is only a little sliver of your life and trying to put all of your worth into social media is so 
hard on you and so dangerous and just, it's impossible. You're, you're never going to have the attention that you want through social media. Even people who have tens of millions of followers still are like, oh my God, comparing themselves probably with someone else or thinking that they didn't look that good in that photo or someone else looks better. It's like the sad truth, I guess, of this, of being human and having insecurities and being exposed to people who seem like they have a perfect life when in reality, they just have a very curated feed and Facetune and a boyfriend who knows how to take good photos of them in good lighting. <laughs> so anyway, that was a really long rant. Um, I hope I didn't rub anyone the wrong way. I really am not. I really wasn't trying to, but I'm just not very good at, I'm not going to talk about politics, honestly, because I don't, I don't want to tread on anyone ever. So it's hard for me, but I just re-listened to everything I said to make sure I didn't like say something that's going to get people wanting to burn down my house. Um, I don't think I did. I don't know. We'll see. But um, I also forgot the main point that I want to convey is that we need to all have grace for each other, grace for ourselves and grace for each other. Because like I said, no one's perfect. We're all mostly really young. Like everyone on social media is pretty young. Like we're all learning things. A lot of us don't know a lot about history. A lot of us have never been in a situation where we have to like discuss real world things. And um, we're all learning. We're all learning. That's all I have to say. You guys know I'm like more spiritually inclined and I, I really do believe in the bottom of my heart like the only way that we can progress is when we can have grace and forgiveness for ourselves and for others. I just, that's just what I believe. So I forgot to say that. Um, that's what I feel like is missing. There's no room to learn. How do you expect someone to learn if you're accusing them of all these things, shoving them down and like putting them in a corner where they just feel like shit and can't defend themselves and there's no room to learn. It's just not, it's not helpful. How is that progressive in literally any way, shape or form? Like, tell me how, because it's just not, it's just not. Trust me, like when 100 people were telling me I was terrible, I did not want to improve myself. I wanted to drink a bottle of whiskey and go hide under my bed. Like there's a lot of nice ways to educate someone, which a lot of people did. I will say I talked to a lot of really lovely people who were really kind and understanding and helpful. And that is what needs to happen in order for us to progress. Anyway, holy fuck, I got to stop this topic. I cannot do it anymore. So let's get into your ideas in social media. Truly sorry I got into all that, but I just had to say it. It's been weighing on me, okay? It's been weighing on me. I'm an Aquarius. I'm a Sagittarius. I like to see everything. I like to live in the moment. I like to be there for everyone. I like to be compassionate. I like to hang out with all kinds of people. All of my friends have different beliefs. I've always been like that. So if you don't like that, then I'm very sorry. And I hope you don't burn my house down. <laughs> okay, let's get into the next one. Holy shit. Okay, let's read this first submission about social media. Okay. Um, hey, Rohini. She put a bunch of cute emojis in there. She did like a flower, a leaf, a strawberry, and an avocado. That's really cute. Love the podcast. I have a long commute every day, and Wednesdays are always my favorite drive because I get to listen to the newest episode. I love how open and honest you are. I think you really epitomize the idea that open and honest communication is the way to better ourselves and society, and that's a huge belief I'm trying to work on in myself. 
Yes, thank you. See, that's, I guess that's one way I could sum up all that whole rant is we need open, honest, and like respectful conversation. Anyway, anyway, I'm not usually the type of person to write in, but I saw your post about social media and couldn't help myself. My boyfriend and I had a long talk just last night about social media, and I took it as a sign that I have to write you. Ask yourself, why am I posting this? With so much noise on social media, I think it can be automatic to just repost and add to the noise. But we need to make sure what we're putting out is helpful and honest, and most importantly, kind. Kind to others, and equally as important, kind to ourselves. Fuck amen, sister. For example, if I post a selfie for validation, that's not kind to myself. If I post a photo to brag, that is not kind to others. That's pretty obvious, haha. What we put out on social media can be a reflection of who we are and what we believe in and what we believe if we take the time to think about it. Share reliable information, in quotes, read the news and research before you post someone else's interpretation of it. Key. So key. I should have just read her post and like never said a thing because she's summing everything up way better than I did. But anyway, back to her story and make sure it makes us happy. I sort of go back and forth between the idea that social media requires mindfulness, like what I just said, and that it can just be a fun place to post a cute picture and a latte. Like, are we just all overthinking this? But what I realized, though, is that the cute, fun pics are mindful. Sharing something that makes me happy is a mindful way to use social media because social media should be a positive presence in my life. So the conclusion I've come to is that it is important to at least consider the reason behind posting before I post. Even if the reason is, this is cute, beautiful, fun, and I like it. Because those are super important and valid reasons for our mental health. In my opinion, and the sort of rule I've set for myself, if the reason I'm posting is that I'm trying to appear a certain way, that's not a good enough reason. For me to be my most confident, I need to be able to present myself online as my most authentic self. Social media is an easy way to present myself in a different way, but that is very harmful to my offline real self. Social media isn't going away, and I found it to be pretty unavoidable, although I know I could do it. (laughs) It's an amazing way to connect with friends and learn, so we need to take the time to do it right. I don't know if this even makes sense, and sorry if it's a little long, but these are my thoughts. I can't wait to hear the episode. Thank you for taking the time to read and make the internet a better place. (laughs) Uh, I love that. I couldn't agree more with everything that she said, and I also realized I forgot to mention any positives of social media when I went on my whole rant. My main positive is that you guys, I met you guys, I connect with you guys who I fucking love and I've met some really, really good friends, like my best, some of my best friends I've met through social media. So I think that's really cool. It's a great way to connect, great way to meet friends. And yeah, that's, I guess that's the positives. (laughs) Great way to be creative. Of course, of course, of course. Next one. Hey Rohini, I heard about you from Nana's channel and honestly, I'm so happy she mentioned you in the podcast. So I guess that's a plus of social media. I absolutely love your channel and pod. Keep doing what you're doing, girl. Anyway, on to my response. Sorry if it's a bit long. Currently, I'm 15. Oh, so crazy. I got social media Instagram when I was seven. Oh my God, dude. That is so crazy. That's so crazy. Okay. Anybody else who's my age, like, isn't that fucking crazy or older? Like seven years old, seven years old. So insane. Oh my gosh. When I was seven, just for fun, my older sister had just got it as it was relatively new. So it wasn't too addicting. In fact, I don't think I checked my account for like a year straight. Ah, the good old days when we weren't addicted to our screens. As I started getting older, the social started becoming more popular, so naturally I became more active and even downloaded more apps. 
Now, I've gone through my phases with all of these apps, and with trends moving on so quick, it's hard not to become dependent. People say that social media makes many people compare themselves to others, which is true in almost all cases. I've come to see this from a different perspective, though. Yes, I compare myself to others, although I really try not to, and because of this, I tend to forget my blessings, and it's really hard to be grateful. For example, Pinterest, by far one of my favorite socials, is still sometimes toxic. I see all these beautiful and aesthetic images of people, places, clothes, and just lifestyles in general. Lifestyles that I want mine to look like. I've always had the tendency to live in the future and imagine my job, what city I'm going to live in, my apartment, basically manifesting from a young age, haha. Honestly, because of this, it's been difficult to live in the present and enjoy what I have now. I look at all these cute pictures of cottages and apartments, people, and sometimes I feel so guilty because I want that lifestyle and not mine. When I get into that mindset, I become so negative that I get mad that maybe I can't afford 20 pairs of shoes or a big apartment in New York City. I start criticizing everything I own now, even how I still live with my family, all because of the perfect images these platforms portray. But to be honest, my life has been so much more than I can ask for. I have a home, a loving family, clothing I like, food on the table, clean water, and so many other blessings that I become blind towards when I see some of these images on social media. So basically, the thing I learned is this. It all depends on your mindset. What I noticed is that if I start endlessly scrolling with the mindset of nothing being enough, then everything in my life will seem insufficient. However, what I started doing is using these social media platforms to get inspired. I use these pretty pictures to put on mood boards that I look at when I lose the motivation to study. I scroll through these images or watch YouTubers that I want to be like to motivate me to keep on going and studying to come as close as I can, if not beyond, to achieve that lifestyle. And I think mindset is a huge thing when it comes to approaching any type of app or social media. The way you intake information really plays out on how it affects your life. It's like choosing to make compliments brighten your mood and criticism to worsen it. That way, you are letting external factors take over your life. Anyway, so sorry for this ramble. Feel free to skip over some of it if you want. If you read this, I hope that you agree if you you have experienced similar things or have a new perspective on this issue. Hope this helps. I really appreciate that. And I'm just honestly shocked. She's like so articulate and so like self-aware. It seems like I definitely don't think I could have written anything like this at 15, to be honest. So props to you, girl. You're like ahead of your time. But I, I absolutely agree with everything. And it is it is I've never thought of Pinterest as a, like I don't even consider Pinterest to be a social media, I guess. Until like what you said makes a lot of sense, but I, I never thought of it that way, I guess, because there's no like likes or follows really like it's not about that. It's just about the photos, but it does make sense that it could it's it is obviously beautiful images and it could definitely contribute to wanting to live that lifestyle. But yeah, I just liked that. I thought it was very interesting, especially to hear from someone who got social media so young. Okay. Hi, Rohini. Firstly, I just wanted to say that I found out about your podcast a few months ago and I'm already obsessed. I love listening to it on my nature walks because it is such a vibe. I'm really excited that you're going to be talking about social media because I spent a lot of time this year thinking about my social media habits and how going on Insta, Twitter, etc. has been affecting my mental health. Like many people, I have a love-hate relationship with social media. I've had a long journey with it, which all began when I signed up for a Facebook account on my 13th birthday because I was that excited, lol. I've noticed that it hasn't been the best for my mental health. Over the years, I found myself struggling with FOMO and comparison. 
I can't tell you how many Friday nights I've come home from work, plopped down on the couch, and scrolled through endless pictures on Insta of people partying and living it up just to end up feeling bad about myself because I'm at home on a Friday night and not out and about. But it wasn't just about comparing others' social lives to mine. It started to seep into other areas of my life, like comparing my looks, accomplishments, even comparing my vacations to others, and thinking that I don't travel enough, which is crazy because it's a huge privilege to, to be able to say that I've been on one trip in my life. Let me just say, the phrase, comparison is a thief of joy, is 100% true, and social media has opened my eyes to that. But I'm slowly and surely trying my best to work through this stuff. I have a few reminders that I resort to when I feel FOMO coming on or when I notice that I'm beginning to compare myself to others. Here they are. Social media is mainly just a highlight reel of everyone's lives. No one's life is 100% perfect, so I shouldn't feel bad for having an off day sometimes. I am enough. My life is beautiful, and there is so much to be grateful for each and every day. Wherever I am in life, in this very moment, is where I'm meant to be. And then she said under it, I'm sorry if any of that made me sound like a cheesy TJ Maxx mug in human form, by the way, which is hilarious, but I totally agree with all those points. Um, I've debated multiple times on taking a social media detox and deleting the apps off my phone for a solid month or two. I still might do that, but for now, I've set a limit of 10 minutes. Oh my God, that's impressive. On each app that I try to stick to every day. And it's actually been so helpful. That makes, oh my, I'm embarrassed now. Mine is high sometimes, like really high. 10 minutes is good. Wow. But because I don't want to seem uber negative about this whole thing, I do have to say that social media has a lot of amazing things to offer too. It gives artists and creatives all over the world more opportunities to get out there and showcase their work, which can open so many doors for them. Plus, you can meet amazing friends and even a partner over social media too. Like I said, it's definitely a love-hate relationship for me. Sorry this is so long and rambly. I just have a lot of thoughts about this topic, lol. Love you in the pot, and I can't wait to hear this episode and everyone's stories and opinions. Um, um, I'm like shook about the 10 minutes thing. That's like Sage. He has like really strict limits for everything. Mine, I think my Instagram is at about an it's about an hour a day, which I don't think is that bad considering like I try to reply to comments and like I post a lot and I have a lot of friends I talk to. I don't think it's that bad. Obviously, it's still kind of cringy and sometimes it's definitely more. But yeah, my screen time sometimes is high. But if I'm with someone else, I'm not on my phone. Like I really make a point of putting my phone away if I'm with anybody. Anyway, thank you for sharing your thoughts. I really, really liked that. And I love those points that you um, made. So I definitely think that could be useful for a lot of people listening to remember and try to remind themselves. Okay. Hey, Rohini, thank you so much for taking the time to read this email. Hope you're feeling splendid and caffeinated. <laughs> I love that. I literally love that. Like you get me, you know, if I'm not caffeinated, it's not going to be a good one. So here goes. I feel so conflicted about the way that social media influence is growing. On one hand, it's magical that so many people have a platform and a voice to speak their truth, share their experiences, connect with others and form community, regardless of their social status. I believe it's led to an overwhelming amount of education and understanding in recent years, which is amazing. But on the other hand, I think there's a dark side to it too. It's dangerous that people with little to no education can have a major influence over certain topics, not based on their qualifications, but solely on the amount of followers that they have. Before the rise of social media and celebrities, most people had to be educated and qualified on a topic to have a platform to speak on. Just to clarify, I think everyone should have the opportunity to speak their truth and share their experience, period. But the rise of the influencer is starting to blur the line between fact and feeling more and more. 
Yes, so true. I honestly think this is why we are in a place in the U.S. where half of us believe in listening to scientists and educators and the other half believe it's fake news and put full trust in public figures and celebrities. I feel that if we continue in the direction we're going, we are no longer going to have a distinction between fact and feeling, truth and sponsorship. Sorry if this is pessimistic as fuck, but it honestly scares me. I truly hope we can get to a place as a society where we can have full trust that those influencing us are giving us the right information. I really like this perspective a lot. I think it's really important and definitely I think she's thinking and considering very, very valid, very important things. So I really, I like that and I totally agree kind of goes back to what I said earlier. Like I'm, I'm embarrassed and like ashamed that I was just sharing things without even researching them. Like truly, I don't. Yeah. So thank you for that. I really do appreciate you sharing your thoughts. So here's another one from a really young girl, which is just so interesting to me to hear. So hi Rohini. I love the podcast so much. I listen to it to feel inspired because you always make my dreams feel achievable. I'm so happy. For context, my name is Mia and I'm 14 years old. Ah, my baby. I just want to give you a hug. Oh my gosh. I'm definitely on the younger side of your listeners. You asked to hear opinions on social media, so here are mine. Sorry this is long. I have a lot to say. First of all, my parents didn't let me have social media until I got to about eighth grade because they were pretty overprotective. Honestly, good for them. But right now, I'm in ninth grade and have all of the social medias because I've earned their trust. Haha. Ha. As a teenager where social media is a lot of my life, I've noticed how it has affected me and people in my age range. Basically, when my screen time is high, my mood is low, which that's some wise ass shit. That is the dang truth. I completely agree. Um, except for TikTok. For some reason, TikTok like is just a fun, purely a fun, goofy thing for me. Like I don't ever feel bad after going on TikTok, which is really scary in itself, but I always feel really like goofy and like fun afterwards. Anyway, back to her story. I've recently been trying to break one of my worst habits of going on my phone first thing in the morning and feeling really bad about myself after. It is really hard, but here are some tips of what I do to help. This is so key and I've been doing this too, so it's honestly incredible that you are taking the initiative to do this at the age of 14. Like that to me is absolutely amazing, mind-blowing, like so incredible. So you should feel really, really good about this. Like you're a freaking badass for doing this. So anyway, back to her story. The night before, I put my phone in the other room and leave it there to charge overnight. I do that too. And in the morning, I wait for about an hour until I pick it up again. Having my phone next to me constantly makes me much less present because I'm always checking social media or posting about what I'm doing. Not to be dramatic, but just think you are going to look back on your life and wish you had been more present and all that time on social media is just a waste. So social media has definitely made me feel bad about myself and caused me to compare myself to others. For example, I don't think many of us even knew about many of our biggest insecurities like side profile, hip dips, muffin tops, being flat, weight, and so much more. Before social media, I didn't even think about most of those things. That is so true. I literally did not know hip dips are a thing until someone told me. Someone messaged me saying, you make me confident about my hip dips. And I was like, what's a hip dip? And then I looked it up and I was like, oh my God. Now I hate it. I didn't even know that that's what I had until someone told me. I just thought everyone had that. And then I'm like, so that's why I look different than other people in bikinis. Anyway, before social media, I didn't think about most of those things. You need to remember when scrolling through your feed that the beauty standards are so unbelievably unreachable. And much of what you see on social media is edited and you're beautiful just the way you are, even though it's so cheesy, it's true. 
Like when you're posting on Instagram, you choose the best picture, which shows that social media only shows the highlights of everyone's lives. You don't post on your story when you're feeling really depressed, but you do post that you're happy and with all your amazing friends. This is really important to keep in mind whenever you are scrolling. Next, you need to limit your scrolling and ask yourself why you are scrolling because a lot of the time I'm just scrolling mindlessly without purpose or trying to avoid things like homework. I know I definitely called out a lot of people listening right now, including myself, but when you stop scrolling and are present, your mental health gets so much better. When I put my phone down, I've noticed that I become less anxious and sad. There's so much pressure with social media to always be checking and updating. My tips are to unfollow people that make you feel any emotion other than happy when you see the things that they post. Turn off your social media notifications and scroll with a purpose. As much as social media is bad, it's also done a lot of great things for me. For example, without social media, I wouldn't have found my passion for video editing by watching YouTube videos. I've discovered podcasts like yours that make me feel inspired. I can communicate with my friends and family much easier. And I've found ways to better myself and videos that calm me down almost immediately. Overall, I think social media is toxic, but can be good if you limit yourself so it doesn't become addicting and cause you to have bad mental health. To anyone listening to this, you can control yourself. Social media shouldn't control you. You don't need to look at everything on Instagram or be caught up in all the YouTube videos in your subscription feed. You can put your phone down. You will be okay. Smiley face. Thank you so much for reading this. I'm manifesting that this will get in the podcast. And Rohini, thank you so much for this podcast. I'm truly obsessed with it. Sorry, this email is all over the place. Um, I am just and I'm just in awe. Like what an amazing, self-aware, like mature ass 14-year-old. Like you're an incredible girl. I want to know your sign. Um, but I completely agree with everything she said. Those are amazing tips. Like actually though, putting your phone, charging your phone overnight in a different room is an absolute game changer for your mental health. Like I swear to God, I noticed an immediate difference. I do it every day now. It just helps so much. So I have my phone charging in our, in my office with the door closed. And then when I get up, I do my morning routine, skincare, put on my clothes, perfume, whatever. I meditate. I like go get water and then I'll go get my phone. I've already been awake for probably like half an hour at least before I get my phone. And I try not to actually check it until after I've had breakfast. So I'll do like my whole whole morning without checking my phone. Like I'll usually put on music while I'm cooking. But anyway, I really, 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 really recommend doing that. I seriously see how long you can go in the morning without being on your phone if possible. It's an amazing tip. So Mia, you are one wise gal. Thank you for sending that in. This is another interesting perspective, so I wanted to read this too. Um, Hey Heaney, I saw your post about this week's podcast and had to jump straight on it. I wanted to bring up the whole overconsumption conversation, specifically about fast fashion along with the pressure to buy things we don't really need. It has landed me in a pretty bad financial position this year with COVID as I've used buying things to fill a hole in my life from not having my partner around for four months through lockdown. I'm a student studying fashion management and communication at uni, and I'm over aware of the negative impacts of fast fashion from landfill issues to waterway pollution and microplastic pollution, straining from vegan and faux leathers and furs malting and breaking easily and littering our planet. However, I've been conditioned from a young age that new things make you happy and living, working and studying in such a disposable industry that relies heavily on social media doesn't make it easy to avoid the never ending financial doom of influencer marketing and product pushing. When your job relies on social media as much as mine does, it's very hard to separate yourself from it. It probably doesn't help that with current restrictions, speaking to and engaging with my friends and other half also relies on these platforms a lot. 
Here's a reminder to all of your listeners. You don't need that thing to be happy. Happiness can come for free and without stress and strain on our planet. She wrote that in all caps. I also wanted to touch on how I believe that Instagram and Facebook have hit the peak of their careers, along with YouTube too. They can only go so far into intensive advertising before the general population gets a grasp that they're no longer social media. They're more of an advertising platform. I believe from the numbers that people are starting to understand our negative relationships with social media and learning ways to detach and unplug from the conditioning we've experienced on these platforms. Also, how funny is it that five years ago we were all obsessed with likes and comments on our selfies for self-gratification, and now it's all flipped to feeling good about ourselves through buying lots of things, selling lots of things, in your case as an influencer, question mark. The situation will be very different in five years, and I hope that will be from a healthier relationship with these platforms. Sending you all the love, spirit, and positive auras I can in this time. Thank you so much for that. I really do... I really do like hearing all these different perspectives. Obviously, I have a weird perspective because I'm a stupid influencer, but I think that's, I really do appreciate that. And it's so true. Like, I'm trying to think of the, if I feel like I have to keep buying things be, more because of social media. I think I don't, but I, the only way that I feel like that is when I go on trips, which is funny. I'm like, Ooh, I have to be a really good ass influencer when I go on this trip and I have to buy like a few new pieces for this trip. Like, I don't know why it's very weird, but I would say I actually don't struggle too much with feeling like I need to buy things all the time and like being really up to date on clothes. I think I'm more, I'm more, um, susceptible to the beauty products. You guys are probably not surprised to hear that, but especially skincare. If someone posts like, this is a game changer. I'm like, Ooh, maybe this will clear my acne <laughs> finally. Um, but I, I do think this is a really good point. And I think a lot of people definitely struggle with buying too much, going into debt, buying clothes that they don't really need and they don't really want, and they maybe will only wear it once. So, um, yeah, I really think this is a good point and a very interesting perspective. So, and shit, I'm glad I'm going to be starting a cafe because if Instagram's going to be dead in five years, then shoot, that's good. <laughs> um, honestly though, that, yeah, I, I agree. I think we all are becoming more conscious of how toxic social media is. If two like 14 year olds wrote in saying that it's toxic and they, they have like ways that they don't succumb to it, like shoot, we are in a very different place than we used to be. That's kind of crazy. So thank you for sending that in. Uh, next person. Hi, Rohini. Love your podcast. I don't know if this is relevant for your podcast on social media, but here it goes. I kind of hate how social media can not only cause one to feel insecure about themselves when they see unrealistic body types, etc., but also that it can make them feel insecure about their relationships. Is it just me or there are way more hot girls than hot guys and they're often overly sexualized? Sometimes being a girl, I feel like I can't help but compare myself to these unattainable and unrealistic standards, especially knowing that my partner might be seeing these pictures and finding them more attractive or desirable than me. Don't get me wrong, I feel very secure with how I look, but I just find it really annoying for some reason. Haha, <laughs> I don't know. This brings me to my main dilemma. I had a conversation with my boyfriend about masturbation on whether it's wrong and disrespectful of your partner to masturbate over hot Instagram girls, Instagrammers slash influencers on social media who they probably won't ever meet IRL. I personally think it's not right and would feel like it's along the lines of cheating question mark. Kinda? IDK, or at least on that spectrum. He disagrees and thinks it's basically just like celebrities and stuff, and they're not really real people, which I can kind of see, but I'm also conflicted. I guess social media just kind of makes it more difficult for deep, meaningful relationships to properly develop when there are so many distractions and instant gratification with the constant scrolling, etc. 
Cheating is definitely a lot easier as well with so many platforms. Sometimes I wish I was old enough to date in the 90s during simpler and more wholesome times when relationships weren't so complicated like now because of social media. Haha. Would be really interesting to know what your thoughts are. Thanks. Love ya. This is so interesting. When I read this, I was like, oh my gosh, I never, I never thought of this aspect of social media because, you know, I'm the freak that got married to my 15 year old boyfriend or (laughs) not 15 year old boyfriend. Oh my God. To my high school boyfriend that I met when I was 15. Um, yeah, guys, surprise. Sage is actually prepubescent. He's actually 11. I know the beard's pretty impressive. Um, no. So, okay. Sorry. Back to what she said. I, this really got me thinking because I think I've kind of touched on this. I just, my own personal belief or view is that I don't think it's, um, I don't think it's wrong for like your partner to masturbate to people online. I just think it's kind of like human nature, it's biology, but I will say like, I think I've talked about this too, but if your boyfriend is following a certain girl and like, all like talks about her, always likes her photos specifically, and like really keeps in touch with a certain influencer on social media who happens to be really hot. Like, I definitely think that's a conversation because if it's just like you see a hot girl on Instagram with like nice boobs and you know they get excited, that's one thing. But if it's like they're really tracking this person and like trying to like they feel connected to them in a certain way, like, yeah, that's that's kind of can get kind of tricky, I'm sure, but. I don't know. I don't know. That is pretty interesting because there was this one girl, Anna Cherry, that Sage used to really like and follow her on Instagram and I would get annoyed. This was in high school, though, so I don't know. I feel like my thoughts have changed, but I just think it depends like what stage you guys are in your relationship and what stage you guys are in your life because, yeah, I just I mean, at this point, Sage is not doing that. He doesn't even go on Instagram. Um, I'm the only hot girl on his feed, bitch. (laughs) Just kidding. Actually, maybe. I don't know. But I will agree with you, though, that there are a lot. It does seem like there are a lot more hot, quote, quote, hot girls and hot guys on Instagram. Like I also Sage always cracks up because whenever he scrolls on my phone because he delete he deleted Instagram. Um, Whenever he scrolls on my phone, there's always naked girls like all over my feed. And he's like, geez, Rohini, like, do you want to tell me something? Um, Because there's always like girls, naked girls, like all these influencers being super hot and sexy all over my feet all the time which I honestly don't mind at all like I think I said this in the last podcast but I really like like female form photos like I think they're really pretty yeah anyway it is quite interesting like this is such a such a conundrum such a time we're living in I honestly am I would love to hear your guys's thoughts on this topic because and also if you've had any stories with this, like I said, I can't personally like relate to that aspect, but especially like she said with cheating, it's easier to cheat now, which I never that thought I never even thought about that concept, but I'm sure it is. Like yeah, people could have two separate Instagram accounts for like one life and for the other, which is so insane. So anyway, yeah, let me know what you guys think. I think that's so interesting. I would say if Instagram is causing problems in your relationship, then like that's a that's whole you got to have some serious conversations. Okay, next one. Hi, Heaney. Hope I'm not too late to give you my perspective on all things social media, because I really feel like my relationship has evolved massively from when I first started using it. In my first years of using Instagram, I mostly followed friends and family, and it wasn't such a big thing in my life. 
That was until I discovered the magical black hole of the internet that is YouTube. <laughs> That's relatable. Between the ages of 13 to 16, when you're developing your own personality and trying to find your own way in life, I got completely sucked into the trap of comparison. On top of all my classmates in real life, I was comparing myself to people I've never met and was probably never going to meet anyway. I started following my YouTube idols on Instagram and discovered a lot of models who shared their perfect life and perfect body on their feeds. I convinced myself I was watching their what I eat in a day as meal inspo, but looking back, I was only comparing my own food intake with theirs. Next thing I knew, I was trying to shrink my body to an impossible standard with their exercise regimes and wellness tips and tricks. When I finally realized I was never going to be truly happy morphing myself into somebody I'm not, I did a big clear out of who I was following on YouTube and Instagram. And that's exactly where your power as a social media consumer lies, because only you have full control over what content you're taking in. I currently don't follow people because of their bodies or their dream lives. I follow people who I feel connected to and who share the same values as me. People who talk about stuff that matters, not just surface level influencer talk, or share pictures of their dog. Shout out to Henry. <laughs> people who inspire me to be a better version of myself rather than a downgraded copy of them. Ooh, that's deep. Shoot, that is deep. Since then, I've learned about the law of attraction, manifestation, women empowerment, the Black Lives Matter movement, and other social issues and self-development tools. Let's just say it was a real social media glow up, smiley face. I obviously still have days where I'm not feeling too confident in myself and try not using any social media apps just to protect myself from feeling even more negative. To all the people who are listening, remember that you're the only one on this whole planet with your unique humor, passions, and talents. It doesn't make any sense that we're all trying to be that one Instagram model. Not to mention that the world would be boring as hell if we all conformed to that one ideal. Don't waste your time watching how someone else lives their lives, but start living it yourself. Anyway, I'm in a much better place now following people like you who are just vulnerable and wholesome beings. Smiley face. Lots of love from Belgium. Oh man, I love that so much. I yeah she drops some like wisdom bombs in there like can you imagine yeah if everyone was the same if everyone was trying to fit in to be these same like couple influencers like how boring would the world be that's what makes this world so amazing is that there's all kinds of people who look every way that you could possibly look like that's what's so cool about our world yeah that's really that's really amazing and it is true I forgot to mention that also in my beginning rant like definitely it is amazing how social media can bring awareness to things and teach people things like I'm not discounting that that was not what I was trying to discount so yeah people that would never hear about what's going on in the world now otherwise like they can hear about it through social media and then the next step is to do your own research after you hear about it but I definitely agree with what you're saying <laughs> I guess I'm going to end it out here. This hour went by way too fast for my liking. I really appreciate everyone's takes on this. I think it's such an interesting topic. And again, I'm sorry if I got too controversial for your liking. I don't normally, you know, dive into these type of topics on this podcast. I like to keep it very light and inspirational, but I just felt like I had to share it. So I hope you guys don't mind. And thank you. Obviously, thank you so much for listening. And I'm really curious to hear what your opinions are on social media and what other people said. Um, I tried to read different ones, like, so we could get more perspectives on the topic. I tried to, like, you know, hear from different people having different opinions. 
Because there are a few people that were like, I love social media, which I was like, wow, that's amazing. That's probably how I would have um, been a few years ago. Um, so moral of the story is social media can be a really helpful tool and it can be really positive and creative and help you communicate and connect, but it can also be very dangerous and just easy to fall into and have it change how you feel about yourself, how you feel about others, how you feel about your life um, very easily. So I guess being mindful as that's the goal for every aspect of life, right? To try to be as mindful and like aware and present as possible and carrying that over to social media, I think definitely, definitely applies. Would highly recommend charging your phone in another room. That's like the best thing ever. Um, obviously, if you have to get up early, um, having you might have to get a good old fashioned alarm clock, like a like a analog one. That whew, take it back. I just get up with Sage. Sage will get me up. So that's lucky for me because he sleeps with his phone in the room because he's a freaking robot and is so efficient and doesn't scroll on his phone and he deleted all of his social media apps and only has work apps. He has this thing. Sorry, this is off topic, but he has this thing this plugin for facebook because he uses facebook heavily heavily for business and he has this plugin where it mutes your news feed so he has no news feed when he opens his facebook it just says like like work hard make money or something like that like some like cheesy ass motivational quote about making money and he has no he has no news feed i was like wow that's amazing so i know there are tools out there to help you try to be more productive and not get like sucked into social media yeah. So thank you again, everyone for sharing your opinions. And I hope that we can have a lot more good conversations like this. And again, I believe in having an open mind and hearing from everyone. So yeah, I hope to continue to do that. I know you guys are cool and open and respectful and lovely and all those great things. So yeah. And again, if you enjoyed this episode, make sure to leave me a rating and review if you liked it. Um, and tell your friends and tell your cousins and tell whoever and I will talk to you guys next week I love you so so much thank you for listening to me blab and rant and it was a pleasure to do so um hope you guys have a great rest of your day and I'll talk to you next week bye thanks for tuning in to acting my age with me Rohini Elise see you next week